Welcome, everyone, to TubaCast, episode 15. Tonight, we are going to talk about the new, uh, I guess, summer sensation blockbuster hit, Stranger Things. And with me tonight is the Zerbinator. Hey, doing? how are you doing, Chris? <laughs> and I'm great. And then we also have Mark Alley. Hello. I don't have any funny weirdness. <laughs> Sorry. That was perfect. So how you guys been? Good. How's I've been pretty good. It's beginning of school, so it's a little bit insane right now in my life. But, yeah. you know, it's just the way it goes. First week or yeah, first my day? My starts, uh, starts back tomorrow. She's dreading it. Yep, uh, it's, it's a tough day. The first day is always a tough day. First day. Wow. Yeah, it's hard to, to have two and a half months off and then have to go back to work. <laughs> well, I only had six weeks. That's the oh, same. Man. same well, I've been back for three weeks, but mm-hmm. now it's like my wife went today with me the first day. Or it's her first day, and kids start Thursday, and all of this work has to be done like in the next two days. Mm. So it's just a big, a big pain. Do you ever, sure. do you ever start the school year and look across the mass of kids in the classroom, and then you already picked out which ones are not going to make it? No. <laughs> I always wondered. My class is like a bonus class, so you know, I don't pass or fail anybody. So but yeah, I don't you know, it's it's hard as a teacher to keep well, teachers talk, right? And so it's it's hard to not have any preconceived ideas about these kids before they come to you. Right. Oh, sure. You know, because you hear about it from people from oh man, he was the worst last year or she was the you know. And uh, but anyway, you just try to treat them all the same anyway. Well, that's good. Awesome. All right. Before we get into this uh, mini series, I guess uh, let's do an icebreaker. It's time for the icebreaker. So to go with the theme of Stranger Things, when you were a kid, which kid would you have been most like from the Stranger Things? We'll go alphabetical, Mark. Oh, boy. I I was hoping you'd give me time to think. (laughs) Okay, so. I don't, I, don't, I'm, I saw like parts of myself in all the kids. To be honest okay. with you, sure. um, I would have to say probably. Oh, I don't know. I mean, part of me would be like Mike because he was a dungeon master when they played D and D, and I was totally the dungeon master when I was playing D and D too. That was my favorite thing was to run the game. So I'd have to. I'd have. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna have to be my answer right there. I guess. But all three of them were very. You know, none of them were very athletic, for example. <laughs> Neither was I. So I would have been in AV club for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess alphabetical is me. Um, <laughs> I, I would, um, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I'm still learning my letters. Um, <laughs> Did we go by first names or last names? I, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Either way, you're names. next. Go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm still first. <laughs> yeah, you, you mean, I would be in middle. I screwed then. it all up. <laughs> Oh, man. I need to go back to school. Good thing we got a teacher here. Um, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> That's just remediation for you. <laughs> I should have taken summer school. Um, <laughs> I, I think uh, I would have been. Uh, yeah, I like I like all the kids, but I guess I would have been 
uh, half and half, half Mike and half the uh, the little African American boy. I don't I don't remember his name. Lucas. I would have been a little bit of Mike and then a little bit of Lucas because I think no. uh, Mike was was kind of like. Uh, I think Mike was sort of like the the one who could see past the like the um, oh the, the the Lucas was kind of a realist and like mm-hmm. you know we can't do this we can't do this but but he also um could kind of get past that and but Mike was more of like the dreamer and he could see oh it's it's a different world and it's a monster so I think I'd kind of be a little bit of both not one or the other okay um, so you're so you're cheating. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. If I had to pick one, I guess I would say when I was a kid, I probably. Uh, I guess I'll go with Lucas. There you go. Okay, Kevin. I'd have to say that in my later teen years, I would have been a Winona Ryder to a T. <laughs> but just just crazy schizo running all over the place. <laughs> But since I have to pick, but she children, didn't have the awesome mullet, man. I mean, come on. I We've was seen the really pictures. good at it. Yeah, you can't get away from that. <laughs> That's a permanent fixture, I guess. I'm gonna have yeah. to go with with Dustin, a mix, a dash of Dustin, and and a mix of uh, Mike, most okay. definitely. Because so you two uh, are also cheating, but that you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Is Dustin the one that was toothless? Yeah, oh, I would yes. be the toothless guy. Mm-hmm. He was cool. I like and I would, I would have definitely made a big, huge impact on the situation as best as I could. <laughs> but I also would have come up with the best. We could, we could play that all night, can't we? We, <laughs> we, could do that. we sure can. Awesome. Um, <laughs> bottom, bottom line is that I definitely would have spent a lot of my time trying to fix the situations. But like Mike, I would have um, you know, curled up into a ball and just screamed a lot without thinking. <laughs> so it's kind of a mix of both. All right. So, um, where did where did you guys? Um, I guess where did you first hear about this? How did you know that this was on Netflix? I actually found out about it on Twitter. Okay. There was a guy, I a friend of mine on Twitter, and he was talking about he had watched you know so many episodes. He was asking everybody on Twitter because he wanted to talk about it. And I had, I guess I'd maybe seen just the promo stuff on, you know, when you log into Netflix, it brings up the new shows every once in a while, that kind of stuff. Okay, sure. And uh, so I asked him about it, and I was like, so what do you recommend? Is it you recommend it? Is it good? And he's like, it's like the greatest show ever. And I said, okay, so here's the deal. And, and I've told you guys about how I'm scared of everything, right? <laughs> we, we know yes. this already. This is okay. <laughs> and that's okay. So I am terrified of everything, and I can't watch scary movies. So... I asked him, I said, so how intense is this? I mean, is it like, will I be able to sleep at night after watching an episode? And he said, it is very scary. It is very intense, particularly if you are uh, prone to get um, emotional when kids are in danger. I said, he said, it just plays on that whole kids are in danger thing pretty hard. And uh, so I decided, you know, I'd read, I think maybe I read a review or something. And, and not a spoiler one, but and it talked about being set in the 80s. So I was like, well, you know, that sounds like something I might want to watch. So <laughs> uh, we we watched it in the middle of the daytime with, you know, all the lights on and my wife sitting right next to me holding my hand. And we watched the first episode and I could handle it. So it was good. So that's how I heard about it. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> uh, like like I, I put in the Voxer, I had to hold my wife's boobs and I watched it. <laughs> It's calming. It is it's calming. calming. It is calming. It, really it, is. it takes you back to childhood. 
And uh, it was great. The show was great. My first thing was uh, how I first heard about it. I think it was the preview on, on YouTube from Netflix. And that's what caught my attention. The, it just seemed so Steven Spielbergian. And that's what grabbed me right there. It was uh, it had the mix of Super Eight, Stand by Me, uh, E.T., and any other film that I can't think of at the top of my head, um, including a little bit of Goonies in there too. And uh, so that attracted me. And it seemed like there was some good actors in it. And I actually was interested in seeing Winona Ryder do something besides show up in the news for stealing things in department stores. <laughs> so that was nice. Yeah. But that would have been it. It would have been at a commercial, Netflix commercial on YouTube is how I heard about it. Or okay. on uh, uh, Facebook, excuse me. Um, yeah, like like Mark said, I saw it when it first popped up on Netflix. And I was like, oh, what's this? And it, and I read the, uh, the description and it said something like uh, a kid goes missing and his friends try to find him or something like that. It was, it was kind of a, a lame. Really generic. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, that sounds like. Oh. Totally not what it's about. But. Right. I was like, that's kind <laughs> yeah. of a b- boring drama with some kids. You know, I don't really want to watch. I want to watch something fun, you know. So yeah. didn't pay any attention to it. And then I started seeing it pop up on Twitter and Facebook, and everybody was raving about it. And uh, I read a couple of, I guess, comments, people saying it's 80s, and it's scary, and it's fun, and you got to watch it. So mm-hmm. I thought, wow, that's totally not what <laughs> the description said. Right. So right. Uh, I watched the first one. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And uh, I watched it at night with the lights off and everything, and it was like, oh, man, this is cool. Yeah. This is cool. <laughs> it's intense. Okay. I mean, it really is in places. So, You guys just want to – I don't really know how to – because there's so many episodes. Do you want to just take turns kind of picking things to, to talk yeah, about? That, or I think that would be fine. Yeah. Do you want to go through okay. one through right. eight, or did, how did you want to do it? Um, well, I, I didn't so much break it down – I started doing episode by episode, but I basically just have kind of notes about the whole show. So, mm-hmm. well, we'll comment uh, guess... on your notes. I think that'd be cool. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Mark, you just want to take something? Yeah. Or... Well, I think the first thing you have to talk about is how awesome the kid cast is. Amy. Yeah. They they are fantastic. Did a great just job. Superb actors, every one of them. Mm-hmm. It's I now. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to get in trouble with Will Smith, especially after Uh-oh. seeing him shoot a bunch of people in Suicide Squad this weekend, which, by the way, was not a very good movie, but I digress. Oh. Anyway, I just watched recently uh, the, day they, the, the Day the Earth Stood Still, the remake from a few years back, mm-hmm. that, that okay. Jaden Smith was in, okay, oh, when okay. he was probably nine or ten years old, and he is okay. a horrible actor. When he was oh, ten, I don't okay. I don't know what he is now. I haven't seen any of his new stuff. But when he was nine or ten in that movie, he was terrible, terrible actor. And so you had, you know, it's just hard to find good child actors that can really handle it that are sure. that are seem realistic. And these kids were great; they were perfect, all of them. I mean, they were just they. First of all, they looked totally like people who I would have gone to school with, right? Mm. I mean, they just. They look normal, totally normal. Right. And right. But and an eleven, eleven, L. She was fantastic. I mean, super. I mean, I keep saying these kids are great, and they just were. I don't know what else I could say about that. <laughs> I just thought they were, they were authentic. They didn't feel like they were being forced on the acting at all. Um, they just seemed like super professional, and that like like they had a good chemistry with each other. Like they 
enjoyed spending time with one another. I could like see them actually doing some of the things in the show, like when they were just by themselves. You know, like sure, sure. they would have done it for fun just because they liked each other. And right. uh, you know, they're they're adorable. I loved uh, Dustin with his with his teeth and everything. He was so cute. I don't know. I, yeah. I just thought the the kids Superb. really made it, and they could have screwed that up big time. Um, yeah. It could have been a Jaden Smith level debacle, but it was not. It was fantastic, <laughs> and and they were they were amazing. So that that would be the first thing that stood out to me. Does anybody know have these kids acted before, or is this like a first time thing? Or it's a good I question. Didn't... That's a good question. And I am take a, take I'm actually here. taking a look. <laughs> uh, the black yeah, like, uh, the blacklist had Dustin the Toothless Wonder. And otherwise, okay. his career goes back to 2015 in the blacklist. That's it. So he's only done two things. Oh, the kid who plays Mike is going to be in the new 2017 version of It. Yes. Oh, wow. So that's amazing. Caleb. Uh, but he was, nice. he was in a couple TV shows beyond that. That's about it. Ca- look and see. I've seen Caleb before. And he's Caleb, been yeah. on, Caleb has been on Law and Order um, and Shades of Blue, the one who plays Lucas. And he's been on a lot of TV shows. I've seen him before. Yeah, even as far back as 2012, he was in Noah Dreams of Origami Fortunes. Hmm. And uh, hey, the kid that that Spy played uh, Mike, Ooh. did it say anything about him being the voice of of Paranorman? Norman in that movie, Paranorman. Yes, that's uh, something no. I heard, but I it's, he sounded ju- he sounded just like that that kid in that. I think Did you ever see right. that Paranorman, the uh, stop motion? I, I guess I haven't, no. Um, hmm. It's pretty cool. Finn. Yeah, it's not on IMDb with that. But. No. Okay. Hmm. He was in Supernatural, though. Yeah. He was? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So Elle was on a TV show called, uh, It's her name is, uh, let's see, what's her name? Pikachu. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, that's totally okay. different. That's why yeah, I liked uh, I liked how the kids would uh, kind of like pick pick on each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just felt like yeah, just kids being kids, you know, kind of like the Goonies. That was what yeah. made the Goonies so cool. It's yeah. just kids being kids, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that was scripted or ad lib, but it but it it had a really good flow to it. Yeah. <laughs> they okay, so the, the kids were good, and I liked that. You know, even though they were all geeks, they were supposed to be the nerd stereotype. There were differences with them. Sure. You know, yeah. they were, which, you know, they weren't just like, well, you mentioned the Goonies. The Goonies is straight up stereotypes. I love it, but it's straight up stereotypes. And these kids were like, yeah. not that way. They were right. just like, well, we're all nerds, but we're slight, you know, we're different from each other. We like some, you know, we act in different ways. Some of us are braver than others. Some of us want to follow the rules. Others of us don't, you know, that kind of thing. So, sure. yeah, it was good. They weren't just painted with broad strokes, the characters, really. Right. The music was was awesome. I cannot totally wait John for Carpenter, that soundtrack. Right? Yeah, oh man, love that opening. Is mm-hmm. this is the mm-hmm. soundtrack available yet? Yeah, you can. Well, the opening song is on on like eighty nine cents or something. Yeah, cool. Cool. I cannot wait for that soundtrack because you've got all the songs that they put in there: Brian Adams, Pat Benatar, mm-hmm. um, all the eighties oh, yeah. hits that are that are swarming that the Bengals. Yeah, there was great stuff. Yeah. Did you guys notice the uh, in the opening credits sequence thing? It actually had they put in like digital artifacts or whatever to make it look like it was a VHS tape playing. Did you guys notice that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because our TV that. is getting like 
kind of dead pixels every once in a while. It's about ready to go. Okay. And so I'm really watching that kind of stuff all the time. And when you watch okay. the, the opening credits to that, it's like every once in a while you see these white dots and stuff, and it looks like noise like you're watching a VCR tape. I mean, if, oh, if you look nice. at yeah. I, I mean, either that or my TV is really going out, but it only seems to happen that way when we watch Stranger Things. So oh, I'll I just that's pretty that cool. Yeah, check it out. You can kind of see just little little things here and there, some grain and what have you. And it, the the font on that, by the way, I'm, I'm derailing again. The <laughs> font on the uh, opening looks just like a Stephen King novels, oh, right? Well, Did the, you notice that too. The font on the credits and the op- uh, episode titles are from Dungeons and yeah. Dragons. Those are the same. Oh. Font. That's the same. Are font. they Dungeons and Dragons themed yep. ones? They're from the books. Oh wow! Okay, they look similar. That's true. Let me. Let me. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. I liked how they they threw uh, the D and D in there. Like the kids were playing Dungeons and Dragons. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Oh man, I have some stuff really to talk cool. about about D and D. About that. Can we can we open that can of worms? <laughs> open yeah, it up, baby. It's, okay, it's been so. opened. <laughs> I know, yeah, I'm, I'm glad somebody brought this up, because I had to. <laughs> I know that there's. it's really laborious to listen to somebody when they're, like, an actual person who, I'm not saying I'm an expert on D&D, but I'm an expert on D&D. Yeah. And when you have an expert watching the show, and it's like, oh, that's not really the way it happens, and, you know, I don't know, like a computer programmer, when they watch NCIS or whatever, yeah. that's not how people oh, right. hide hackers. It's just not. You don't just type furiously on a keyboard and, you know, watch the... A hologram in front of your desk or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> these kids were playing D&D back in, what, 1982? Isn't that when it's set? Yeah, 1983. There was, there was no Demogorgon miniature in 1982. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> that did not come out till later, I'm sure. In fact, a lot of people weren't playing with minis back then anyway. Um, it was more of a theater oh, of the mind okay. kind of a deal. But this is the thing oh. that really bothered me. <laughs> and this is like... Total nerd rage, I get it. So, <laughs> at the beginning, Will is trying to decide between m- casting the spell of protection or casting fireball, right? Mm-hmm. That's like the big argument they're having. And he's either going to save the party or take down Demogorgon. And he decides he's going to cast fireball. So he rolls a d20, a 20-sided die. Well, when you cast fireball in Dungeons and Dragons in 1982, you don't roll to hit. It hits automatically. So you just start rolling the damage dice. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I know you can totally empathize with that, right? <laughs> but that's—I'm just saying yeah, it's not that, authentic. Uh, that's this, not this what show you do. The worst. It's the worst. It totally <laughs> took me out of out of it, you know. Um, yeah. But no, I'm kidding. This is crap. Let's talk about that's nitpicky. Else. But Mark, that's super nitpicky. <laughs> but Mark, if you I mean, so, if, I guess they probably if you roll the dice, mind it just for the show, or I don't know, maybe. But it's just like, why would they not get that right? Because they got so much else right. It really kind of shocked yeah. me that they. I mean, they were using the actual books. Like one yeah. of the rule books they were looking at later was the straight-up expert rule book from that I had when I was a kid. If you have yeah, a five, anyway. if you have a five-sided dice and you're trying to roll that dice, there's a small possibility <laughs> it will land on the line to make it into a perfect thing. So I don't know what I'm saying about the double demigod roll. It's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Is way over my head. <laughs> way over my, and now I'm, I'm screwed when I watch the show again now because I'll be like, well, that's, in, that's inaccurate, honey. You talk like him the whole time. <laughs> that's inaccurate, mm. honey. We can't watch this. Yeah. But, you know, there have been times where I chased a D20 all around a, the carpet uh, trying to see what it rolled. Yeah. So, you know, I've, 
<laughs> I love it. Yeah, I like how at the end they they they're playing. Aren't they playing a game at the very end? And they're like, oh, that that one's too short and everything. That was that was cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. It was a nice wrap up. The beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. There's some um, stuff to talk about about that, but we gotta wait till we get to the end of it. Yeah, I'm with okay, you. Okay, okay. Uh, questions about the last. So episode. Um, the first episode, uh, you know, watching it, I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about the show. And um, when they shot the uh, the cook in the first episode, I was like, holy mm-hmm. crap, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's kind of like, oh, this is not going to be generic or like, you know, cookie cutter. It's This is going to be a little different. So that was kind of shocking. I was surprised. I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, they spend a lot of time on his character, really. Yeah. I mean, not a lot, but I mean, more than you would for a guy who's going to get shot later. Right. You would think. Yeah. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. They they really twisted a lot of the tropes of speaking of tropes. Our tropes episode is Tupacast XX back in you know whatever. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. Still cross promotion there, but uh, <laughs> they twisted up the tropes a lot, and that was one of the things. Is you know this was a throwaway character who exi- who was put in there just to die, and he had some really cool character moments before he died. Yep. Yeah, that's that's cool. Just to throw. Yeah, that's that's the thing that um, for me the thing that I like the one of the things i like most about this show is that uh although i have some issues with the end but all the way up to the end in my opinion the the show was written extremely smart like the people were mm-hmm. smart right. they they didn't do stupid things like in so many right. movies people do dumb things that they wouldn't normally do and right. and my favorite part i know we're gonna i'm gonna jump ahead a little bit but when um w- winona Ryder was was first uh with the christmas lights and they were blinking Mm-hmm. And and she was like, talk to me, and I'm like, he can't. You got to spell letters, and and I was thinking, take the lights and make an A, make a B. <laughs> right. But then she started painting the letters. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that is so awesome. And she did yeah. it like right, right away. And it's like, thank you, because so many movies, yeah. it's like the obvious thing, and it takes them forever. I was like, it's really smart. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That whole scene was really cool. I mean, just. <sighs> it was neat. The neat, neat. I mean, uh, you really felt her anguish about not being able to feel. Right. She was great at really good acting as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She's done some good stuff, obviously. But like Kevin said, she's yeah, probably she, more she, well known now for shoplifting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but she was great. She was really good. She was very emotional. That was that was yeah. really cool. I mean, it was... really, as a parent myself, I really felt like. Man, what would you do if you thought your kid was like in some situation like that? You'd do whatever it took, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was yeah. when the um, the episode where they find his body. I was watching that on the couch, um, mm-hmm. and I, I was watching on an iPad. And, and then I was just when it was over, I was just sitting there, just looking at my kids. I was like, oh man, mm, yeah, that was yep. oh that was a that was it tough. I was like, I was like man, I know he, he can't be dead. He's still maybe he's a ghost, or maybe they'll find him, but. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, that was a <laughs> that was a tough episode. I mean, it felt it so real, and with the, it was, yeah. Ooh, the, yeah, the whole atmosphere was, mm. yeah, it was it was intense. That's true. That's true. Well, I know, I thought she was great with all the emotion stuff. Did anybody think she had kind of like bug eyes, like her, like she never <laughs> blinked? She was very very thin in this, in comparison to past episodes of anything. In you know the movies and whatnot, and at her age now, yeah, she she was just, and and her her character is just this hyper mess because her son is missing. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, she was all over the place, and yeah. spent most 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 of her career in this this here show is screaming, yelling, and throwing a fit and playing with Christmas lights. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. 
the, I thought the scenes, especially when she went back to get more Christmas lights from her job, you know, great. where she yeah. worked, those were really cool. And yeah, you know, yeah, just bloody. starts putting more lights on the counter, and the guy's like, "What am I going to do with this?" You know, I mean, what was, what was his neat. name? Sam, I think. Yeah. She says, "Come on, Sam." <laughs> yeah, come on, give me another, give me spot me in advance here. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I liked how when the, her phone got blow, blown up and everything, you know, she kept going back and getting, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, I know I know it's him. I'm going to get another phone. Whereas, like, other, like, movies, they'd be like, oh, my phone, they fried my phone. And, you know, yeah. but she's like, no, I'm getting another one. I'm getting more lights. Right. That was really cool. I was, mm-hmm. It was just smart. And yep. that's the yeah. same phone I had in my kitchen when I was a kid growing up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> same <laughs> exact phone, same <laughs> color and everything. Yeah, oh wow! Everything, point. I think everybody had that same color stuff. I mean, everything back there, the the set, the sets, beautiful, uh, all looked great. I mean, they all looked very authentic to what it would have been like. I mean, I, I loved looking at all the stuff that was in the kids' basement and in the yeah. in their rooms, and you know, the everything was just ex- ex- extremely authentic. Did you guys um, Did you guys notice that the the uh, product placement didn't really exist in the show? The product mentioning was existent everywhere, like the Atari with underneath the tree was spoken about, but it wasn't shown. And mm-hmm. the Dungeons and Dragons, you might have seen the book on the table, but you really didn't get to see too much of the playing yeah. board. You saw a glimpse here and there, but they mm-hmm. talked about it. Yeah, constantly. just every once in a while. Yeah, and I well, love yeah, that. and they did show Yoda, the yeah. little Yoda action figure, which was pretty yep. surprising. That was cool. <laughs> I guess somehow they made a deal or something. And the Millennium Falcon when they were yeah, that was that was awesome to, to show when the they flying, were, yeah. were dropping that. I love that. But they didn't say what it was. Yeah. They just showed that on how to fly, you know. But they didn't yeah, say what yeah. it was. So do you pay less for that? <laughs> do you have to pay Disney because you really didn't you, mention what it was? You just held it know, up maybe. in the air. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. And I also wrote down. Uh, I guess at some point they showed the Castle Gray School. And uh, a trapper keeper. I don't know. I wrote those in okay. my notes. I wrote down some things. Yeah, that were that I didn't recognize. The Millennium Falcon, the, the poster of the movie The Thing that was in the basement. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that. that was prominent, which of course kind of tied in because I mean the, the the strangeness of the monster kind of tied back to the thing. The trapper keeper. Let's see here. My there favorite. was a Rubik's cube. Okay. Uh, at one point, and a Viewmaster. Somebody used a yeah. Viewmaster at one point. That's right. There was an Evil Dead poster. I was just going to say, my yep, favorite yep. movie was up uh-huh. on the wall, and then he told him to take it down because you'll sleep better at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Dungeon Board Game was in Episode 7, and I have a note down for oh, that. Oh, yeah. Th- th- those guys take it out in that box. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a Tom Cruise poster I noticed somewhere. In the sister's room, I think. Makes sense, right? And they mentioned yeah. Ronald Reagan. They mentioned He-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, weren't they playing a Coca-Cola commercial or something? Okay, like at one the point, old... yeah, yeah. They they showed a Coke commercial, and then it transitioned to a, a memory of her crushing a can, remember? Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. That whole, they, there was a lot of transitions from one thing to another. Uh, that one especially, and it was super effective, I thought. Like, watch, you know, she's watching that Coke commercial on TV, and then she flashes back oh, right. to crushing the Coke can. Flashback, and remembering. yeah. There were several that were like that. What was the other one? I don't know. Oh, the lullaby music was the same. And I have a note down lullaby music in Elle's baby room, as well as Mike's sister's room with the music box. I don't know. I, I need to oh, wow. that up a little more, but the, you know, the same music was playing in two different places. 
I like how they uh, the kids called uh, the bullies and like some of the adults mouth breathers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna start calling. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> I know some people that would classify as a mouth breather. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, here, here's another couple things that bugged me about the show. Okay. It was pretty authentic to the time period, but there were at least two instances where there was stuff that was in the show that was not in 1982. It came later. Okay, one of them was they played the song uh, Sunglasses at Night by Corey something or the other. Oh, you know that yeah. song, right? Corey Hayne. I wear my oh, that's not Corey. At night. You know it, right? Corey Feldman. <laughs> Corey Felt, is that it? No, Corey Haim. No, no Corey not Hain. even Corey. Corey, Fe- Corey something or the other. Corey Hart. It's That's Corey it. Hart, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, that was 1984. That was not 1982. So, you know, unless there's this is an alternate universe where, no, anyway, we're not going to go let, into that rabbit hole. <laughs> so this, this, this show does take place in 1982. I just thought it was in the 80s sometime, but it is 82. It said at one point that it was 1982, didn't it? Okay, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not. Let me look here. Because yeah. when did um, the thing and Evil Dead come out? It says in 1980. Well, Wikipedia says it's in 1983. Okay. Okay. So, hmm. so what? What would you say about Evil Dead? Well, yeah, I, when did 81? Going to see that? Huh? Yeah, 81. That 1981. I'm a I'm a big fan of that movie. Oh, 81. Okay. So Evil so Dead. Yeah. yeah. And they said okay. Poltergeist, and Poltergeist was 82. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. So the other thing is. Well, this kind of makes sense now. They they were playing from the Dungeons and Dragons expert set. That was the cover okay. that was in the little binder that they had, and the version of the cover that they had in the show was the second version of it, which came out in 1983. And okay. so, if well, if it was set in '83, though, I thought it was Christmas of '82. I really thought it was Christmas of 1982. I mean, sh- you're talking well, yeah, about the show? Because uh, sh- at the end, they have Christmas, so... I think mm-hmm. it, the whole show started in 1983. It was it started in 1983, so the Christmas... So it's Christmas of 83. Yeah. Okay. So did the 83 have the Demogorgon? It, no, I wouldn't have had Demogorgon. I mean, no okay. one had Demogorgon back. I mean, it was a... I don't think so, anyway. I'd have to look in my... I guess I have it on the shelf behind me. He was in the Monster Manual, but I don't think there was a miniature for a long time. So, oh okay okay yeah. Do you know our buddy Ferg? But anyway, that in that week? in that Dungeons and Dragons expert set, there was nothing about anything called the Veil of Shadows. I know that much. That was okay. That was just put in there. So yeah, mm. I was mentioning that Ferg plays. Um, yeah, every week Ferg is playing. I said our friend Ferg plays uh, Dungeons and Dragons yep. every week. I play occasionally, not every week. I wish I did every week, but too busy. I have yet to yeah, ever we- play a full game before in my life. I sat on one. We gotta play online, man. I would love we to try. Just it. Do it. Yeah, I think yeah, we, we could use Skype and uh, set up a game. Let's go right now. I'm ready. I don't have you anything. Guys are in a, <laughs> you guys are in a bar in the middle of the Dale Lands, and there's some scurry-looking characters around in there with you. I want to be a Snorlax. What do you? What do you do? Fireball. Fireball. Burn them all. <laughs> Fireball. Don't roll the hit. You just cast the spell. I got a Snorlax. Does that matter? Snorlax. <laughs> yeah. Are you a Pokemon fiend? Are you really? Are you? Okay. Oh no. Hey, when um when they found the the, the body in the in the quarry, mm-hmm. did you think that was gonna be Will 
you know, at first, what'd you think? I, I thought something was a little off and I knew it had to either be number one. I thought it would be like a, a alien pod version of who he was or number two. Um, I figured that maybe it would be another child that might be connected to another story. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought it was going to be another kid. Yeah. I was kind of shocked when it was Will. Yeah, I, I we, thought we I thought it would. Um, <laughs> we yeah, we really uh, did. <laughs> yeah, it was hard, especially the 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 sheriff was like, "Oh man, you know, I I thought it was um I thought it would it would be Will, but maybe since like his spirit or whatever was trapped in wherever it was trapped, I thought maybe at the end he would either be released and every and you know his mom would be okay or he'd find his way back or something i uh, you know and then as it went on and they were like she, she was like that's not my son i was like oh okay okay cool cool and and i i liked how the sheriff snuck in and was like i'm gonna look at that body you know that was really cool because if i was the sheriff that's what i would do i just thought it was really smart like i'm with you yeah, I, I agree. I agree. This this will confirm you, Mark. The Demogorgon yep. miniature featured in the series, a miniature in the Fantasy Lord series produced by uh, Grandelier Miniatures, uh, wasn't released until 1984, almost a year after the series is set. See, there you go, man. Every once in a while, oh, I'm there right. You go. So that, there, that's it. Bravo. <laughs> you know what's also with that? The lights on top of the police cars weren't installed until the late 90s mid to late 90s so that the lights on top of the blazer uh for the police cars oh Uh, oh, okay (laughs) that's where i found that actually it was next to and by the way the demogorgon (laughs) (laughs) they didn't have those lights there's like a ton of like the kind of lights that were right oh oh, oh, okay back then it would have been little circle uh smoky and the bandit lights you know yeah yeah makes sense yeah the the other thing that kind of stood out to me although they try to they try to cover it pretty good is when okay okay so at, when it gets to the end and l is they're like you know sh- we need to do um what's it called De- uh sensory dep- deprivation tank and they say something about a bathtub but then but then they're like let's get the swimming pool did i don't did i miss something how come they didn't use the bathtub they couldn't drag it to the school why they had to why couldn't they just do the bathtub in the room in the house like why'd they have to because the police i think were coming oh okay. looking okay, for I them that, i think that's right yeah okay that makes so the other so then when they start filling up that pool and they 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 show them specifically hooking up two water hoses so it'll take so it'll be faster mm-hmm. but um for years we've used that kind of swimming pool it takes quite a while oh it takes forever yeah it's that's a long time it's hours mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was in the script mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Well, now the, now the movie's ruined. Well, I mean, I guess, you know. They, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> they, you know, I guess they it took hours and they just, but still, it's like, man, that's because, you know, we, we fill those up for the kids and they're just waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You shouldn't tell Wait them it. until it's filled. Yeah. So what what were you guys' thoughts on the teenagers, the whole, the whole plot line? I mean, obviously, we love the kids stuff. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, you. I was about that age in the 80s, so that's kind of probably why I identified with them. What were your thoughts on the teenagers, the kind of the older kids' storyline? I loved them. I loved them. I'll tell you what. The the woman, the woman, um, uh, Natalie Dreyer plays Nancy Wheeler. She really needed to eat a couple more burgers 
in my opinion. If I have to be that way, you can blow the um, chauvinist pig trumpet if you wish, but that's just me. What's that sound like? I don't know. And uh, the gentleman who played Joe Curie played Steve Harrington. That was me back in the day. I had the, which one is oh, who, who's, who's, who's the the one who basically changed his heart into something good after getting his face beat in by uh, the oh, okay, brother okay. of Mike. That was probably I would be close to him growing up because I was yeah. I was snarky and snotty and I had long mullet hair and <laughs> you know always trying his, to get his the hair was epic. Me. It really yeah, was. Yeah, he had uh, he had some major. Yeah. I, I like I liked them too. I, I liked them because they. Um, <laughs> They weren't. They weren't just one note. They all of them sort of changed a little bit, and yeah, they, they were. You know, they did. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's kind of realistic. You know? Yeah. And then at the end, she still stayed with the guy who kind of changed. I thought that was kind of cool because yeah. you think she's going to go with the other guy, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's talk about. It. They totally changed that all up, didn't they? No yeah, predictability I mean, in this. You think and it's going to be like? Um, uh, what's the movie where? Um, Pretty well, no, it's all of them. It's all those movies like that, like uh, all the Molly Greenwald stuff. Uh, Pretty in pink. That? Yeah, you know she ends up with the. Well, no, that one's different. She doesn't end up with Ducky, and that's one of the worst things ever that's ever happened in the history of movies. It reminded <laughs> me of all those movies yeah. <laughs> where she loves the jerk guy at the yeah, beginning, yeah. and then the jerk guy is a jerk. She finds it out, and she falls into the arms of the lovable. Nerd slash loser slash right. less attractive dude. That's really a good guy in his heart and will treat her well. And uh, they did not do that. And actually, Steve's not a bad guy. He turned He's around. Okay. He did turn he around. Did. And I, when he came, okay, spoilers. Uh, can we, do we have to give a spoiler alert for this because we spoiled half of it already? No, when, no, we don't. At the beginning, be like warning. Spoiler they, alert. They should her. have watched it already. It's been out long enough. At the end, when. They, you know, the thing is in the house, and they've prepared for it. They've got the baseball bat with the nails. They've laid the bear trap. They've got all the fire. You know, they, which, they, which is awesome. Two, by the way. Yeah, the two team, Yeah, what, what, what's the what's their names? I'm trying to let me pull the names up. Nancy and uh, Nancy and Steve. Uh, is it? Steve. Steve is the uh, doof. Steve is the 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 her boyfriend. Right. Right. And so then Char- Charlie's the Will's brother, right? Right, and yeah, so, he's Jonathan. So they, set, so they set the trap, and then who shows up? Steve shows up, and I'm like, dude, he is dead. Yeah, he is, I thought so. Yeah, monster food for reals. Gun and, right in the face. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it, I was like, really, they're gonna do this? And what does he do? He doesn't die, and he he like fights him off. He helps him. Yeah, it's nice. And yeah, that was that was cool. It's cool. Yeah, he really turned himself around as, as soon as he went up yeah. to the asking for help at the uh, movie sign. Where he mm-hmm. he wrote uh, yeah. all the absurdities, and then he started oh. cleaning it, and that's mm-hmm. that's when I thought, you know what, he doesn't have to smoke that turd in purgatory. That's right, because he's <laughs> turning himself around. Yeah, that's that's what I liked about this show is so every time you thought they were going to do the typical thing, they did it. So it's yeah. really cool, smart. Yeah. Although, um, so we're getting kind of, I guess, okay. Before I get to the end, what did you guys think of the monster? Like the way it looked. And, uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought it was okay. I mean, it was pretty neat. It was creepy. Um, I was more, to be honest with you, I thought what was more impressive was the whole shadow world itself. Yeah. I thought that was very well done and very, you know, kind of stripped down, alternate. Kind. Of, it reminded me, I know, I don't know if you guys have played like 
there's a million video games where it's like you're in a world and then you're in a shadow world. That's kind of like the other world. There's okay. Zelda games that do that, Metroid games that do that, several others. But uh, they it just it just was handled well. Uh, I liked that. The monster was cool. I thought. I mean, but it's I mean, its head was a little. I don't know. It was a little plain compared to say. Yeah, like, yeah. But it became a beautiful there? flower. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't like the I didn't like the monster myself. I um I, I thought when he was in the wall and kind of jumping out and doing all that kind of stuff it was really cool. But once he was running around, yeah, I, I thought he was kind of plain and simple and not as creative as I would expect for what I've seen in the show. Yeah. And I didn't like the way his head opened up. I don't know. I guess because I've seen several well, other ever kind since, of monsters. Well, the thing, right? The the movie they had the poster of clearly an inspiration yeah, for the yeah. show. Yeah, the wolf. You know, like the wolf guy at, at the beginning. The wolf monster opens its head up, splits its head open like yeah, a flower, yeah. like. And that's that's been done a million times in in monster movies since. So yeah, the person playing the movie was Mark Stager, and I was looking at his bio, and uh, he's known for for being monsters on I Am Legend, the movie with Will Smith, who we mentioned earlier in the podcast. And yep, please don't beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Last Wish Hunter, um, The Pact. Uh, he also played um, Jesus, believe it or not, in Metallica video, which uh, oh, really wow. is a weird okay. contrast there. But yeah, uh, Men in Black. He's performed uh, Monsters in the Shadow Hours in the Boiler episode, and um, so I guess he's a good monster man. Looks like yeah. it. Hmm. He has quite a history. So, what did you guys think about the ending? How it all wrapped up. Oh boy. Well, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. The the ending to me was the weakest part of the whole thing. I mean, it it just was okay. I, I mean, think there's a good reason for it, but I'll let you uh, yeah. say what you don't like about it. Well, it's just like everything was. There's like it was like no change really. Right. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess. I don't know. Can you talk, Chris, and maybe you'll be able to put into words what I'm kind of feeling, thinking. Oh, okay. Um, so, to me, like like I was saying, how smart the show was. I think mm-hmm. when they got to the end, it seemed to me like either they were running out of steam, or or it, it just ended really fast. And mm-hmm. to me, the the bad guys, uh, I guess you call them bad guys, at at the end, they weren't so smart. And it, you know, like they they capture the the sheriff and Winona Ryder when they're sneaking in. So that was cool. They they were waiting for him, yeah. but at the same time, they had been looking for all the kids. But I guess they stopped looking for him, and and then they had the chief, and I guess they were trying to get it out of him. But you would think they would still be looking for the kids. They would still have people looking, but they didn't. Uh, or they didn't show it, or they didn't act like it. So that was kind of weird. And then the chief makes a deal, which is like, oh, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. Would he really have done that? Maybe I guess, I guess, because he really wanted the one boy, but he's sacrificing the girl. It's kind of a weird trade-off. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and it was, it was also fast. And then they go, and um, they let the chief and the mom go into the upside down because they thought they were gonna die in there anyway, and they'd be rid of them. Mm-hmm. Well, then why didn't they just kill the chief the first time? Why did they bug his... I guess they were trying to find the girl. But yeah. they they killed other people. Why not kill a sheriff? I guess maybe he's too high profile. 
but I don't know. That was kind of a little iffy. And then, and then, so then they, um, they capture all the kids, right? And then the monster shows up, and the monster, the 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 girl kills like half the people. Yeah. But but earlier, the guys when they went to look for the kids in the uh, junkyard or whatever, they had like dart guns, like like yeah. tranquilizers. Mm-hmm. So when they showed up to get the kids at the school, they didn't have those. They had like Uzis and stuff. Right. Why didn't Why didn't they shoot them with the dart guns and shoot the girl? And Tranker, and then you'd be done with it, but they didn't. And then, the, and so to me, that part right there, they started to act not smart, like they had been all the way up to that point. Right. right. They had the trank. They had the tranks. I'm like, that's cool. But then at the school, they didn't. And then the monster shows up, and you think it kills them, but it doesn't really show you killing the main guy. Yeah. He just jumps on them, and it left like too many things open. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah. I wanted a little bit more resolution of things. I guess. So, are and, they doing another? Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah, oh, they're saying okay. they're gonna they're gonna have another, which which makes sense. But it's like, I mean, there was really no. What were the lasting consequences of season one, for example? I mean, at the end of it, everything's back to the way it was at the beginning of the show, except the big change about Will, you know, spitting up uh, slug things, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. that's what they're gonna do, but. I don't know. I almost think it would have been better if it had just been its own self-contained thing and there'd been a little bit more closure yes. for everything. And, you know, I agree. Uh, but I, I guess the, everything these days in TV, they think is going to make a, you know, make a hit. And it is, it, it's been a huge hit and I'm, I'm glad there's going to be more of it, but I think the ending was weaker as a result of it being obviously left open for a sequel I and think, a yeah. lot of plot threads undone. I think they should have wrapped it up like and 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 finished strong like they had all the way up to the end. Mm-hmm. And if and if it was such a big hit and they wanted to make another one, they could have maybe done something different, but not leave this one so open because yeah, yeah the ending is pretty weak. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say that about it because I did love it, but um, that of all of it, I thought that was probably the weakest part. My thoughts is this: um, I think they made seven episodes and showed it off to the sunset people, or the <laughs> Sunrise Valley people, whoever's in charge, yeah. and they said, "This show rocks. We're going to give you a second season." Before they made episode eight, and they were like, mm. "What? We're going to do it again?" And they, I think they didn't expect that, and then they just took. You could tell the last episode is nothing but. Yeah, yeah, so fast, right? And and right, they didn't. They just wrote it as best they could to hurry up and get it out there because we gotta hurry up and come up with more story for the next season. And how are we gonna do that? And the the things that, that I'm with you on on everything you guys said about what was left out and what was left in and what was kind of ridiculously fast. Um, I don't understand how uh, uh, Winona and the sheriff got out of the underneath. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. They didn't show any of that. How did they free him from that? Besides pulling the huge uh, umbilical cord out of his mouth, but yeah. uh, and that's all they did. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, come on, baby. Yeah, like it, it was wrapped up really fast. You're yeah, right. I mean, it was just like so boom. I, I, and yeah, a lot of questions about. That. I firmly yeah. believe that they just got the news the day before that they have to write another <laughs> well, eight episodes. Yeah, but maybe. And we're yeah, like, maybe. crap. What are we gonna do? That that would make sense. But I think when it first was on Netflix. They had all the episodes already up, so they were already. No, I'm talking yeah, about when before they were putting saying it up. when they were like filming it. You know, right? Like, oh, because like, oh, oh, they, they had to shop it out there first. Yeah, and and yeah. Netflix goes, okay, we'll give it a shot. You know? Okay, okay. And yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Maybe. Yeah, and the, that's what the I other think. thing too is the um, the main uh, Matthew Modine, the white haired guy. He said um, six people have have gone missing this week. One of them was the boy. One was Brenda, the 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 friend who just dies. Right. That sucks, you know. But there's four other people. Well, who are, who are they? They're all dead too, you know. And it's like nobody talks about those other four people. <laughs> well, know? would it be would it be the like the short order cook that was shot? Yeah. And well, he well he but he, he wasn't said, by the monster though. Yeah, he said four of the people or six people disappeared or. Oh yeah, that's right. He was shot by that mean, know. mean lady. And yeah, how about yeah, a lady, hand? Yeah, she was mean for Matthew Modine. Yeah. You got to give. You know it to who Matthew I thought Modine. was the best adult was the sheriff. Man, oh yeah, he was awesome, yeah. greatest actor yeah. in the entire show. Yeah, he was Definitely. great. He was so realistic and and like smart, like you said. He yeah, you know he he, he just did things that you would expect an actual. Law enforcement officer to Dave, Sheriff yeah, Jim yeah. Hopper, David Harbor, David Harbor, and he was in Suicide Squad for like five minutes. Oh, really? Oh, he deserves yeah, yeah. more than five minutes. You so know, at the uh, end, Black Mass. Yeah, actually, yeah. He was great in the Black Mass with go. Johnny Depper. And the, at the end, when he gets picked up by the uh, you know the the lab guys, I guess, or the government, what do you what do you think? They just told him, you know, hey, be quiet, and we'll we'll leave you alone, or I don't know. I think he made, the, made that deal to go in and save the kid and then give up yeah. the location of uh, Shorty. Yeah. <laughs> so give up so the location at the end, of the girl. at the end, you know, Elle's obviously still alive because he left her egos in that little mm-hmm. food box. But, yeah. So, so is she in the upside down and she comes out like that monster to get food or? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's, it's so vague, right? It's just like, what? It, it doesn't make much sense. Yeah, because the monster would would come out and feed and right. go back in. Right. So right. they were leaving food for her because it was the egos, and she liked the egos. So it, it kind of made it like maybe she went to the upside down and she comes out to feed, but she doesn't want to come back into this world. I, but why not? Or she escaped to the woods somewhere, and and he knows it, and yeah, leaves maybe. egos in a nice wooden crate for her to come pick up when. <laughs> Oh, she and goes so and gets no, maple uh, syrup out of the trees from the woods. <laughs> Could be. I don't think I don't think we've talked nearly enough about Elle and how awesome she was. Yeah. Um, just really interesting to watch her interaction with the kids. I really liked it when they took her to school and she had like zero experience with doing any of that stuff. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. And one of my favorite scenes is when she when she puts the wig on. Yeah. And, and the dress, and she looks at herself in the mirror for the first time. Wow, that was powerful. Yeah. Just yeah. seeing, you know, that, and yeah, that was something. And she um, thought she was pretty. Yeah, pretty good, she said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was cool. And another thing was um, the whole little mini romance between her and Mike. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, I totally would have harassed a friend of mine for hanging out with a girl when I was that age. <laughs> you know? Sure. And th- that's what they did. They were teasing her about his girlfriend. No, no, she girl. You know, girls have cooties, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but it's just that neat little age where you're right on the cusp of liking girls, but it's still grody, you know? Yeah, and you, and you think they're going to get they're gonna get together, but they don't. <laughs> well, they kiss, but that's it, right? Yeah, and, and then she, that little, she... Yeah, just a, yeah. And at the end, she's gone. It's like, whoa. I know. I know. I was, yeah. Can we talk about how ineffective Mike's father was? 
Yes. <laughs> oh man, he was I, like worthless. They better yeah. not have paid oh, him worthless. the same as the rest of the cast. That's oh, all I'm man. saying. Oh man, I was just like, did they just want him to be this lazy slime ball? Because that's kind of how he was. I didn't. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess he was like the polar opposite of Winona Ryder's character. You know, like he just was like me, whatever. I don't care. What do you want me to do? I, I mean, can I eat my dinner? You know? <laughs> Honey, I love you. I'm going. They don't even credit him in the cast here. I'm looking. Why would they? <laughs> Doesn't I exist. Know, a pretty good response from me. So. I think he's a computer generated figure is what I'm starting to think. It, yeah. it kind of made me think of like those old like movies from the 50s where the dad just kind of doesn't really do anything with the kids, you know? Yeah. He seemed to me like George McFly from Back to the Future. You know, just <laughs> totally, what? You know? You expect like, him to laugh just, like, I can't find him. <laughs> he's not listed at all for the cast. He's not on there at all? No. He looked familiar, though, but I, maybe he just has that face. That's really funny. He did commercials for one thing that bug. <laughs> one thing that, that bugged me about the end again. So at the very end, it's like it says one month later and they're having Christmas and, and they're showing like everything's normal. And, and this is just me, but Will and Charlie and the mom, Winona Ryder, they're having a Christmas in their house and their house is all fixed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's all like been repaired, but it's all new. It's like it's been fixed and painted and stuff. So, I mean, you could you could feasibly do that much work in a month. But they were poor, so who did it, you know? I kind of got the implication that the government, you know, helped them out or whatever. Oh, okay. I kind of thought that was probably, because I had the same thoughts, too. I was like, wow, they really fixed that up fast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cleaners came in. Yeah. And how how is it that um, Will survived in the Upside Down, but none of the other people did? They didn't really explain that real well, except that he was good at hiding. Yeah, but you would but think if hiding, but he was in there for like what a week, something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was like the first one. I, I, I would, I think. I always attributed that, that to the fact that he didn't try to escape as much as um, what's her name did. Um, the girl who got pulled back down into the pool. What was her name? Brenda. Yeah. Barbara. Uh, Barbara. Yeah. Barbara. Brenda. Brenda. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it, can I just say another thing? Again, they were playing with the tropes of of movies. Usually in a scary movie, a horror movie, if you have sex and or drink, you are going to die. Right, right. You're just you're just going to die. That's it, right? And then when all the teenagers got together and it was only the one who did Didn't not drink <laughs> and did not did not right. have sex that that died. It was just like, boom, she's dead and it's like the the totally Twisting Just that on its head. Great writing. Which was really funny. That's all that is, is beautiful writing. It yeah. is. It's really good writing. Mm-hmm. It's like you totally expect that those other kids are going to get eaten, right? And then, oh, no, it's it's the best friend who's grumpy <laughs> and wearing the glasses that my aunt wore in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd like to point out another great set of actors, or actresses, I should say. The little girl who played um, Holly Wheeler. 
the the little blonde oh. girl who who made the perfect faces during the arguments the uh, younger yeah. younger sister was played oh, by yeah she was good she was played yeah. by two twins Aniston Price no and kidding. Tinsley Price playing the same person back and forth five episodes yeah that uh, was that was pretty each and uh, that I, I, every single time I saw her I was like that is the cutest and coolest <laughs> actress I've ever seen <laughs> and now I know they're twins so. You know, I hope yep. they they don't we end up becoming real sk- yeah. skinny models later on in life, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The show was clever. I mean, it really was. And I, you know, I think about. I know this is cynical, maybe, but you think about Netflix knows everyone's viewing habits, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they do. They 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 know what shows are popular. They know who who most of their people are that subscribe to them, right. and. It, it's uh, this movie is totally geared towards people who are into nostalgia, people who have children now. You know, I mean, it's like I just was thinking about how this really hit all of my demographic stuff, right? You know, right. like horror, like like science fiction, like a little bit of horror. Well, you know, whatever. When I'm not getting terrified at night, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'll just grab my wife. It'll be fine. That's what uh, I do. You know, set in the '80s. Um, and it's about protecting kids. You know, it's just like it's 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 geared towards 40 or 30 or 40 somethings that are into the nostalgia stuff, which is right. huge right now. And um, I just I just can't think that that wasn't one of the reasons why Netflix is like, yeah, I think we could do this. <laughs> if it was set in the 90s or like five, 10 years ago, it wouldn't have worked as well, I don't think. Yeah. Well, let Not me ask all. you this. So the guys who the guys who made this show did did they. Like, how did it come about? Did Netflix say, hey, we want you to make this? Or did they say, hey, we want you guys to develop something. What do you have? Or did they say, hey, we want an 80s kind of thing? Or, I mean, do, do you know how? Sure. I don't know. It would make sense that they would, you know, have floated the idea around or something like that. And then yeah. Netflix finally picked it up. But where else would they have sold an eight-hour miniseries? Because I think you know, I read something where I don't know who these guys are, but I read I thought I read brothers, stars, right? Aren't they brothers? Twin brothers? The, yeah, yeah. The, um, oh, okay. And they're young too. They're they're younger than we are. Oh, that I always so. makes me angry. They because uh, the thing that I read they were they grew up in the nineties, but um, I believe if I remember what I read correctly, I think Netflix went to them and said, "Hey, we want you guys to develop a show for us," and they mm-hmm. said. Okay, what do we want to do? We want to do we want to do this, and then they came up with the idea, and it just worked. I could be wrong. Wait a second. I, I think I read something about they wanted to have the kids playing Magic: The Gathering. Oh, okay. Which, which came out in the nineties, right? But they, but they because that was their favorite game. These these okay. these brothers, the directors or producers, whatever. And, but they couldn't because it was set in the eighties, and of course, Magic didn't come out till later. So they put in Dungeons and Dragons instead. Okay. Uh, which is, a, you know, it's the same company that does both. Yeah, I read an article, that, and then they were they were they were wishing it could have been in the nineties. I don't know, but I don't know if Netflix. Let me try to find that. You guys talk about something else. So, so do you think that since this is such a big hit, do you think now there's going to be a whole bunch of more like eighties things, or do you think Netflix will be uh, happy enough just to uh, let this go? With I hope that the answer is happy enough to let this go. Yeah. 
Because yeah. they have oh. a they kind of have a wide variety of of like original programming. I mean, they have like a Marco Polo show and mm-hmm. and and it's kind of all over the place. So you don't see a lot of overlap. So maybe this will just be their '80s thing and they'll let it go. I'm I'm hoping that it doesn't. Um, I you know I hope the show keeps going on. But hey, uh, do you, oh yeah, do, I'm sure it will. Yeah. Do either of you have Amazon Prime? I do. I can't afford. Have it. you seen the show uh, Red Oak? Red Oaks? Red Oak? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's um, it's it's a I guess made for Amazon Prime TV show kind of thing, and it's set in the '80s, and it's at a country club, and it's about a guy that works at the country club, and he's like a tennis coach, and he's he's like off off uh, college during the summer working at this tennis at this country club as a tennis coach, and and he kind of deals with his girlfriend and his dad and. And it's set in the 80s, although it's not too 80s. It's like you, if you didn't know it, it, you might not really think it was in the 80s. I mean, mm. they've got like 80s cars and stuff, and it deals with like cocaine and stuff. But it's a pretty cool show. Okay, so this – this uh, it's an article from Rolling Stone, and it says that they actually had written this, the whole script to it, before they pitched it to Netflix. Okay, okay. So, yeah. They were rejected 15 or 20 times by various networks. Wow. Poor guys. Mm-hmm. Once they once Netflix was in on it, they could cast you know who they wanted and stuff like that. The young boys who auditioned read lines from Stand by Me. Well, there you go. Nice. Totally. How many movies were? I mean, Stand by Me. It was like Super Eight. It was like a, a lot of other. ET was a huge influence, obviously. Yeah. Uh, probably the biggest one, I would think. Except the Dash government guys. agency was really evil. Poltergeist, yeah, yeah, definitely Poltergeist. With I, the with the uh, lights and stuff and the electrical issues. Here's a bit of trivia yeah. for you. I read that um, when uh, Eleven got her haircut for the movie, it of course was was a scary move to do to shave your head when you're female at age what? Sure. She's born in 2004, so she's what 13, 12 mm-hmm. ish, and. Wow. Uh, and uh, but what the Duffers did was show her what uh, Charlene Theron looked like in Mad Max Fury Road, and it calmed her down. And that's awesome. So yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. I, nice. I read that's that. Cool. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Kevin, congratulations. I'm really trying. You should have read it in your. You should have read it in your Dustin voice. Start over. And then go with Theron. We're horrible people. We really are. Now, does his? I I haven't looked it up to find out. But is is his teeth a fixture, like a, a set of dentures, or do you think that the poor kid lost his teeth? Let's find out. We got. I just him. figured he he had a lisp or something. No, there's two to three teeth missing in the front row. Like they oh, went, really? Like they went out to get some oh, popcorn and they never came back. Oh wow. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if his teeth are in there or not. Dustin is his name, right? They're fake teeth, it says. They, it, it is <laughs> fake teeth? Yeah, I think so. Here He's showing off his fake teeth. No, wait. He really has... Okay, hold on. <laughs> he actually is toothless, I guess. Wow, poor and he did. Teeth, but he wears fake teeth. Yes, Gaten actually has that same condition in real life because he's that awesome. That's... And it was written into oh. the show just for him because he's that awesome. Oh, wow. So cool. Very cool. Yeah, that is nice. so splendid. Wow. <laughs> Super. I'm you're, glad they got the you're, role. You're, you're awful. You're awful. <laughs> Some will say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have been called worth. 
Yes. 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 Do you think they okay, could guys, have so, uh, at least some point that they, she said, Lego my ego? It was just such a missed opportunity. Yeah, but did they do that? In, was that an 82 commercial or is that like an 84? Exactly. With a, See, there you place. go. Bringing it up against me. I'm not a nerd about commercials, man. This Dungeons and Dragons, like serious people. I, I don't think that they somebody, say somebody Lego my ego. That commercial didn't come out in 1982. I don't think oh, they physically man. Lego egos until 1986. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> like that bothers me. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of the thing, you know. Like when you when you do a period piece, no matter what what it is, it's 80s, set, always an there's yeah. always going to be something. Because I read somewhere. Somebody said that the Millennium Falcon that was flying around was actually like one of the newer models of the toy, not the original. But would you drop one for 1983? (laughs) It doesn't matter, you know. Like the the the, the lights on the police car. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know. No, it doesn't. It's it's like uh, the Goldberg. It says it's set in 1980 something. Yeah, and so you, even though you'll have like something from 1988 and something from 1981 in the same episode, right. so you know whatever, fine. Yeah. It's not real life, actually, when you watch a movie or a TV show. Did you guys know that? I learned that. Uh, they, okay. There should be a continuity displacement uh, message right there in the front, right when you start watching it. Yeah, you know, this show may not be based on real life. You know, it, you know, because it's it's too much of a suspension of disbelief. To, to think that they got the wrong cover to their Dungeons and Dragons manual, but you know the monster coming out of the other world to eat kill children. That's okay. Totally, you know, hundred percent. That was pretty That's accurate. Not an issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was okay with that, but the police car lights. Nope, forget it. Nope. Yeah, not not authentic. Ruin the yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the real Yoda figure. Forget it. Yeah, it's just like, come on, they're not even trying. That bear trap would never catch a demigore from 1983. Maybe, maybe that model in 1975. But maybe, maybe. I thought, I thought that was really smart though with the bear trap with the lighter fluid. Like they would yeah. trap it and burn yeah. it. Like that is, I didn't even. Wow, that was. Well, cool. I was expecting it to just like not even be hurt by it, and then it yeah. actually was. So that, that was cool. So, uh, what's last thoughts, guys? What do you think? Um, anything you want to say? Overall, I enjoyed it. I mean, we we blew through that really fast. Yeah, uh, it was a <laughs> yeah, we did. Really fun to watch. Totally as good as advertised. the The kids were great. the The writing and stuff was smart. I love the the uh, sets and all of the references to the '80s and the callbacks to movies and stuff. If they just tweaked the ending just a little more, I would have been. But you know, it's a minor. It's a minor thing. I mean, it's like. Yeah. It's a it's a ninety seven out of a hundred, right? I mean, it's just like a a minor deal. Um, sure. It was it was one of the best things I've watched this year. I would say, yeah. I, I really would say that. I'm going to piggyback on that puppy. It is it's one of the best shows I've seen in a long time, and I get very judgmental. I turn off a lot of stuff on Netflix before I even yeah. start it, and uh, this was really cool to watch the whole series. Um, yeah. The everything up until episode eight, a hundred percent. That I believe that they were offered something that they weren't prepared to be offered, and and they were like, we Maybe. gotta wrap this up, and somehow, since we have to write more, we might as well, you know, try to connect mm-hmm. it to this episode. And it seems like they ended it three or four times. Episode eight, in my opinion, yeah. it's like you thought it was over. Yeah. Oh no, it's not over. It's not over. 
So it's like, uh, I think that's when they got the information that they're going to be working for a little while. And they got excited and rushed it. Well, I'm a, I'm a piggyback off that, too. Uh, like Mark and Kev said, um, I, I love the period. The music was awesome. The atmosphere was great. It had, it had a lot of funny parts, but a lot of tense parts. And it was, it was written so smart that you really didn't see things coming. It wasn't stereotypical. It wasn't generic. So you never really knew what was going to happen. So it's really cool. I love how smart the people were. Um, I will, I will even say this is probably one of the best things I've ever seen just because the people were smart, um, up until the end, you know, I think the bad guys get a little, little dumb, but such a smart, smart show. Um, and the more we've been talking, I've been thinking about the ending. I do think it was rushed, but I also can kind of, kind of, I, I kind of think maybe if they had it all written out, this would be if if they didn't do a second season, this ending would be one of those endings where people could talk about it forever. Because That's true, yeah. What do you think? What so do you many think interpretations. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think they told the sheriff? What do you think happened to L? What do you think the little slug thing was? So I think. Mm-hmm. If they if they didn't expect a second one, which I, I'm kind of on the fence, I think it could be cool. But this would be a great ending, just because it's like, whoa, yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, and I think that's pretty cool. And I think that kind of does go with how smart they were writing everything else. So uh, I don't know. I think that maybe uh, I'll take a second a step back at the ending and think maybe uh, maybe it is kind of smart that although it is kind of op- really open ended. Yeah, it does make you think, and if that's how they ended it forever, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, well, I I would definitely recommend this to everybody, even if you're not like a big '80s fan. You don't have to be. This doesn't. It's just the it's just the period that it was set in. I think it's a great story. I think it's really creepy and and cool and smart. And uh, for anybody of any age, I think they would enjoy yeah. this. And I think also the the kids of parents that are of age would enjoy us to see what their parents were like when they were their age. Awesome. All right, cool. Uh, well, I guess that's that's going to be it for Stranger Things then. Thank you guys yes, so much for uh, Thank you. For joining me. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, Tell, uh, thanks for having us on. Super cool. I think I might go watch a little bit more. Um, what do you guys... Uh, <laughs> watch the end again. Watch- <laughs> <laughs> cool. So uh, tell everybody where they can uh, where everybody can find you guys. I am easy. Just go to Zerbinator Land... Over there at uh, zerbinator.wordpress.com for all your podcasting needs. This is, and for me, you can go to markalley.com, m-a-r-c-a-l-l-i-e.com, and find my that's my blog. You can find links to buy my books there. Uh, you can see my Star Trek haiku collection. I'm down. I'm almost through. I'm about midway through season three of watching wow. all the Star Trek the original series uh, and writing haikus for them. And it's getting really difficult because the episodes in season three are not that great. <laughs> uh, the budget was cut, and they're not—they're just running out of ideas. Every once in a while, there's a pretty good one, but there are some stankers uh, oh. that are really bad uh, as well. So anyway, mm-hmm. it's fun to write about them. It's more probably more fun when they're bad to write about them. To be honest with you, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> uh, you can find uh, all of my stuff at ctupa.com. And thank you so much for joining us on TupaCast. Bye, everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye. Were you a geek? Were you a geeky when geeky wasn't cool? Don't stop the geeking by reading Mark Alley's book, Don't Stop the Geeking. It was released April 7th, 2016, and is available for Kindle at Amazon.com.
You can also check out his book, I Was Geeky When Geeky Wasn't Cool, written January 6th in 2015. Both books are $2.99 and well worth every penny. Check them out at Amazon.com or visit MarkAlley.com. That's M-A-R-C-A-L-L-I-E.com. Mr. Bob Shermack. Yes. Greetings and salutations to you, sir. I uh, just want to thank you so much for calling today. Where can we find you? Oh, well, um, quite, quite, uh, it should be quite obvious to most people that listen to your show that I'm in Racine, Wisconsin. You know, it's, Mr. it's a new... Mr. Shermack? Yeah, yes, yes. Do you have a yes, website sir. that you... Oh, a website. Oh, yes. Well, um, Tube Tunes. Oh, I beg your pardon. I forgot to put the www back at the beginning. Yeah, no problem. Is that, is that all right if I, if I mention that? Sure. Maybe, you, maybe there's a possibility that you could possibly edit that part out. You can and say I can W just, once and I'll repeat it. I, yes, and maybe you can just keep repeating it, even though the tone may not be the same. You know, I don't want to get too um, too involved with the details of of what? your your job, but it's www.tubetunes.net. And that for those at home, that is uh, T U B E T U N as in Nancy E S as in Sam dot dot net. And that's N is in Nancy E T is in Tom. The first episode took place at 20 minutes and 31 seconds. Jeez, Doc, you recorded Einstein. Calm down, Marty, I didn't record anything. Both the car and the dog are completely intact. Yeah, but where the hell are they? The question is, it's not where are they, it's when are they? You see, Einstein is the first traveling podcaster. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Doc, you made Einstein a podcaster? I sent him to Zerbinator Land. In a DeLorean? If you're going to listen to podcasts, why don't you do it with style? And the stainless steel construction makes it available at iTunes and also at Zerbinator.wordpress.com. Marty, look out. Thank you for listening to Tupacast. Tupacast can be found on iTunes or at ctupa.com slash tupacast. Christopher will create original art relating to each podcast that will be for sale on the website. Proceeds from the sale of art will go to help pay for the hosting fees. If you have a topic idea for a podcast or would like to be a guest on Tupacast, email tupacastpodcast at gmail.com. Feedback and comments are also welcomed at iTunes and via email. We hope you have enjoyed listening to TupaCast. Bye! Power to the people, man. TupaCast. That's a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs>